I believe that um, what we're about to hear is very essential because important, the most essential, the most vital person in our walk with God is the Holy Spirit and power, the Holy Spirit and power. He's a person. It's not just a heat. It's a person with a personality. It's a person with an essence. So that's what we're going to talk about today to another dimension. And I believe that we are going to be informed with the Word of God, but, but intent is for you and I to be transformed. And the reason why we're talking about the Holy Spirit is because the Holy Spirit plays a crucial and a vital role in our Christian life. Life is full of battle and full of challenges with strife, suffering, and sacrifices. Without the power of the Holy Spirit, you cannot become. Without the power of the Holy Spirit, you cannot speak. Without the power of the Holy Spirit, you cannot overcome. Without the power of the Holy Spirit, you cannot dominate. Power is good. A prayerless Christian is a powerless Christian. A Christian who does not read the word of God is a powerless Christian. A Christian who does not worship God is a powerless Christian. A Christian who does not witness is a powerless Christian. A person who does not live right according to God's standard is a powerless Christian. You see, I believe that God wants to give you an eye power. Power is essential. Even the enemy possesses power and he uses power for evil. Because the Bible said he has come to kill, to steal, and to destroy. But the power that God is about to give us is the power to live life abundantly. I'm not just talking about wealth. I'm talking about the quality of life, quality in your work with God. Without the power of the Holy Spirit, you and I, we cannot fulfill God's plan and purpose for our life. Why is power so important for us as believers? Why is power so essential? I ask myself this question, God, why am I always a victim of the enemy? Why am I always a victim of life circumstances, oh God? Why am I always a victim? It's because there's, there's power available. There's latent power in us as believers. But most of us, we have not activated the power of God. Why do you and I need power as believers? We need power another for us to overcome and to dominate. To overcome and dominate what? To overcome and dominate ourselves. To overcome and dominate our flesh. So you need power. What type of power do you need? The power of the Holy Spirit. So that's the reason why you need to listen to this message. Because why? You need power to overcome and dominate yourself. You need power to overcome and dominate Satan and his demons. Without power from God, you cannot defeat and overcome the devil. And then you also need power to overcome and dominate society. What do I mean by you need power to dominate society, the value system in our society that is contrary to God? You need power to live in this day and age. But that power is available to us. That power is available to us. That power is available to us. The Bible talks about many times that the Holy Spirit comes upon us to overcome and fill us to be able to accomplish God's work. We have instances because of time. We have instances in the Bible in Matthew chapter 11 verse 12 when it talks about in the days of John the Baptist, the kingdom of God suffers violence and the violent take it by force. So in order for you to take the kingdom of God, you need power. 
It talks about in Luke chapter uh, 9 verse 22 when Jesus uh, 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 gave uh, an example of if, 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 uh, if I cast out demons by Beelzebub, by whom do, you, do your sons cast them out? Therefore, they will be your judge. But if I cast out demons with the finger of God, surely the kingdom of God has come upon you. When a strong man, fully harmed, guards his palace, his goods are in place. But when a stronger than he comes upon him and overcome him, he takes from him all, the, all his armor. That's where you and I will need power because Jesus Christ acknowledged that there are strongholds. There are strong forces that, that can overcome us. I ask myself so many times, I'm like, God, I want to be powerful. I want to dominate. I want to overcome. But how can I overcome and dominate without power? But most believers don't even understand that they have power. They have access to power. And that's why I'm here to let you guys know that we have access to power. We can no longer be victims. It's a lie because how can greater is he, the Holy Spirit, live in you and I? And we're powerless. We're always defeated. That's not going to happen. That's going to change in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. The Bible many times use the word, the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of the Lord and the power of the Most High interchangeably. Why do you and I need to understand the Holy Spirit? Because it's a divine person that possesses the power of God. He's not just a power. Power is his essence. It's a key, key dimension of his being. It's a divine attribute. That divine attribute means he is the omnipotent, meaning the all-powerful one. So we need to know who the Holy Spirit is. Sometimes we just talk about the Holy Spirit, but we don't know who he is. But when you know somebody, you have confidence to speak about that person. That is why we're here to know who this person is. It's not just a power. Like I said, it's a personality. It's a person. You're having a scripture in Luke chapter 1 verse 35. It talks about the Holy Spirit will come upon you. And the power of the highest will overshadow you. This is, this is the angel of the Lord talking to, to, to Mary. You see, in order for you to conceive the, the, the purpose of God, in order for you and I to conceive our destiny, we need the Holy Spirit. Because He will come upon us. And the power of the Most High will come and overshadow us. That is why we need Him constantly in this church. The power of the Holy Spirit is a powerful weapon for life's battle. Like I said, life is full of challenges. How are you going to fight the enemy? But God is such a good God that he has given us access to the powerhouse. Amen? The Bible talks about in 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 4 to 5. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty in God. For pulling down what strongholds to cast down arguments. So this, this, these verses are telling us that, wow, we have so much resources. We have so much tools to utilize to be effective for God. I have decided personally, 2020, I refuse. I don't care if it's COVID, but I refuse when I have known that, God, this is what I have and this is who I am. I refuse, and you and I, we should refuse to be the same person. 
The Holy Spirit is the manifestation of God's divine presence and power in us. Wow! The Holy Spirit is the manifestation of God's divine presence and power in us. But you and I sometimes want to access power. We want to go to church to access power, not knowing that power is in you. You and I, we want to go, we want to go to Juju Man. We want to go to Wish Doctor to access power. But when we have greater, it's He that is in us. Where is the Holy Spirit as a believer? It's in you. But most times we're not making use of Him. We're not communing with Him. Because that's what the Bible says, that we get love from the Father. We get grace from the Son, but we get communion from the Holy Spirit. Communion means interaction, day-to-day interaction. God has given you a body. He has given us a friend. A friend that we can call 24 hours, and he will respond to us. Amen? We're going to look at the components of the power of the Holy Spirit. Because it's good for us to know the power of the Holy Spirit. There are two components. One of them is the power of the Holy Spirit is spiritual. It's a spiritual power. What do I mean by it? it's a spirit from a spiritual praise in the spiritual realm and carries out its activities from a spiritual standpoint? The spiritual realm is more powerful than the natural realm. Our life is more spiritual than physical. Whatever happens in the spiritual realm affects us. That's where decisions are taking place. That's where influences are taking place. That's where powers exchange hands. That is why the spirit, the power of the Holy Spirit is spiritual. And knowing that if you are being attacked by spiritual entities, know that you have somebody who will fight on your behalf, who will go to altars on your behalf. You don't even need to be there. You don't even need to go there. You don't even need to go there. This is mind-blowing just to know the depth of the Holy Spirit, what is capable of doing. When we open the scripture just to learn who it is and what he can do for us as believers, that's what the Bible keeps emphasizing. Greater is he. Greater is he than that, that greater is he that is in us. In us, meaning that it's not just in one person, it's not just in me, in us, it's not just in the pastors, it's not just in the prayer warrior, in us. As a child of God, it's in you, and you have access to Him. But most of us as believers, we don't even know. We think that the power, the Holy Spirit is only in the pastors. It's only in people who can speak in tongues or pray. But you as a child of God, God dwells in you and I. And the other components of the power of the Holy Spirit is supernatural. It's supernatural. What do I mean by it's supernatural? The power of the Holy Spirit is so supernatural that it can surpass and operate in the natural realm. It surpasses the natural realm. That's where miracles can take place. That is where healing can take place. That is where signs and wonders can take place. And you ask yourself, how is this done? Through the power of the Holy Spirit. If you and I want to see signs and wonders on this earth, in this natural realm, we need access to the power of the Holy Spirit. Because why? It is supernatural. It is super. It's beyond the natural realm. 
So you and I as believers, we can have that confidence when we want to do things here on this earth that, wow, God, no, it's not going to be impossible because I have greater. It's he that is in me. This is mind-blowing. And I also want us to know about an- another component of, of the power of the Holy Spirit. The p- Satan has spirit is good. Like I said, everybody has access to power. Satan has power, but he uses his power for evil. But God uses his power for good. So you know, we need to know that whenever the Holy Spirit is in operation, it is good. It is for our own good. It is the good of the church. It is the good for our family. It is the good for our nation. It builds our life because Jesus says, I have come to give life and life abundantly. That is his intent. And it's always good. Not only good, the power of the Holy Spirit is also great. It's great. We cannot limit it. We cannot limit the power of the Holy Spirit. We cannot limit it. I can limit myself. I can limit you. But you cannot limit the Holy Spirit. You cannot limit him. Wow. This Holy Spirit was in the beginning of creation. He didn't just exist recently. He was in the beginning of creation. He overshadowed the the, the earth. It was in the beginning of the creation of the devil and the angels. Wow. This power is greater than all other powers. Solar powers, satanic powers, it is greater than all of them. Even the government power, even the powers that people have, this power is greater than all of them. Look what it says in 1 John chapter 4, verse 4. You are of God, little children, and, are, and have overcome them because he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. Satan put together the government or the systems of this world. The Holy Spirit is far greater than all of them. That is why as believers, we don't need to be afraid. And that power is demonstrated It is mighty to build one's life in Christ. It is mighty to pull down strongholds, cast down arguments and every eye thing. Any stronghold that, that, yes, any stronghold that is so stubborn, (laughs) they cannot be as powerful as the Holy Spirit. You see, your knowledge of God will determine your breakthrough. Your knowledge of God would determine your breakthrough. It would determine your dimension in life. I'm telling you this. How much you know God will determine how far you eat. Ask for more. That is why the Bible is there for you and I. Don't just read it. Study it. Ask for more revelation. Because the more you know, the more the truth will come into you. And it will set you free. The power of the Holy Spirit is superior it is strong it is sufficient you don't need extras it is substantial it has substance it's sustaining and it's specific that is the holy spirit that you and i we serve 
but I don't want to really dwell on the definition of power here. But again, I, again, for me personally, whenever I have the opportunity, I like to study things that way I don't deceive myself, I don't deceive people. But the definition in, in Hebrew and Greek, because it's always good for you and I to, to, because the Bible was written in their language, it's always good for you and I to always go back and understand uh, their meaning of things. In Hebrew, I'm not going to pronounce it in Hebrew, but I'm just going to uh, share the definition. It's power means uh, an unused root meaning to be firm, to be firm, literally could be force in a good or bad sense. You know, it also means capacity, that's in Hebrew, to be firm, strength and stability. And in Greek, it's dynamics. It means ability to perform an activity, mighty did as a miracle. And it can also use as a person, like you can talk about powers, you know, it can, 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 can be used as in a, in, in a form of leadership, authority, influence. It can also be used as, as strength in a military sense. So these are all the definitions based on the Greek and the Hebrew of what power is. Capacity, ability, might, authority. Because in life, everybody's fighting for power. Satan want to dominate you. Your friends want to dominate you. Society want to dominate you. Our culture want to dominate you. But God wants you and I to dominate. Why can't you and I dominate? Dominate life circumstances. Areas and types of power. Most people get their power from, from authority, from their leadership position. Physical strength can produce power in a physical way. Some people have power intellectually. Some people have economical power. Some countries have military power. Some people, because of their skills, their competence, can possess power. And as believers, what we really need is spiritual power. Because the world seeks the above powers. But for you and I as believers, we should first of all seek spiritual, supernatural power. Like I said before, because the spiritual is more powerful, controlling, dominating, and influential than the natural realm. When we seek the power of the Holy Spirit from above, and He can supply every other power that we need, every other power in our areas of life. In your economy, because the Bible said He gives us power to make wealth, He will give us power in these areas. In skill, it will give us power. Intellect, it will give us power. So these are all the things that, that um, the Holy Spirit can do for us. So like I said, the Holy Spirit is not just about power. That's one essential quality of Him. But He also operates in wisdom. Because most times I've heard people always associate Him with a eat. Meaning that it's just about power. No, it's a person. And He also possesses wisdom. Briefly, our source of power, that one is easy. We all know it's the Holy Spirit. And we have an account in Micah chapter 3 verse 8. It says, but truly, I am full of power. I am full of power. By who? By the Spirit of the Lord. And justice and might. To do what? To declare to Jacob his transgression and to Israel his sin. So the, the, the prophet of God 
obtained his power from the Holy Spirit. You and I as ministers, when we stand here to preach, when we stand here to pray, when we stand here to worship, in which power are we going to execute? Are we going to execute in our own physical strength, in our own intellectual strength, or are we going to execute by the Spirit of the Lord? Amen? Because to know how can you and I obtain the power of God? But most people don't even know that they can, that they even have the power of God in the first place. I wrote something down here. It says the presence and the power of the Holy Spirit are there. They are there because the Holy Spirit is in us. But they're not activated in most of believers' life. They're not activated. So we obtain power when we carry out spiritual activities. That is how I have obtained my own power based on these spiritual activities that I engage in. So these spiritual activities, they are supernatural in nature. And these spiritual activities activate the presence and the power of the Holy Spirit. So what are these spiritual activities? The five doublers. One of them is the word. When you engage in the word, the Holy Spirit likes that. That's what breaks in the Holy Spirit. That's what feeds the Holy Spirit. Because the word itself is spirit and in life. So when you engage in this spiritual activity, you obtain power. You activate. I don't want to say you obtain power because you already have the presence of God in you. You activate power. So that's the word. And then worship and praise and prayer. When you are worshiping God, worship, when you are praising God, when you are praying, like I said, a prayerless Christian is a powerless Christian. A worshipless Christian is a powerless Christian. But when you're engaging into these activities, it produces power. When you are witnessing, when you're talking about Jesus, it produces power. When you are walking with God, meaning that in a holy and a righteous living, doing what is right, what is pure, what is good, what is just, and what is fair, you obtain, you, you activate the power of the Holy Spirit. When you work for God, meaning in service and ministry, performing the act of, uh, of serving, casting or healing, preaching or teaching, all of this activate the power of the Holy Spirit because why? They are all spiritual activities. There are two phrases in the Bible whenever you talk about the Holy Spirit and power. Two key phrases in the Bible. One of them is to feel and the other one is to come upon. I know these are small words, but their definition, their meaning, it's full of depth. If you actually study it, you realize that every word in the Bible is essential. Don't just put it aside. To feel and to come upon. Because we need to understand what does it mean to feel? What does it mean to come upon? Okay, the Holy Spirit come upon me. I, I'm filled with the Holy Spirit. What does it mean to be filled with the Holy Spirit? What does it mean that the Spirit of God has come upon you? I'm an IT person, right? So, I, I, while I was doing my study, I, was just, I, just, I just had this analogy. And um, the Holy Spirit uploads. It uploads. It is our responsibility to download what He uploads. But most believers don't download at all. He uploads, but we don't download. 
They don't want to download the power supply. They don't want to engage in these spiritual activities. So, to fail means to occupy, to take over, to cover, to become full, to complete, to permeate, to pervert, to overshadow, to over, overwhelming presence. That's one of the Hebrew definitions. Overwhelming presence of what? Of God. Of God's power. Supply. To be filled. To be supplied. Overwhelming presence. And we have that in Luke chapter 1 verse 41 when the word uh, uh, to fill uh, came. It says, it happened when Elizabeth heard the greeting of Mary that the babe leaped in her womb and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. She was overpowered. She was overwhelmed. She was overshadowed. She was permeated. She was taken over by the Holy Spirit. And we have that in Luke chapter 115. For he will be great in the sight of the Lord and shall drink neither wine nor strong dream. He will also be filled with the Holy Spirit even from his mother's womb. Don't you and I as believers constantly want to be filled with the Holy Spirit? Meaning that his overwhelming presence in us, his consuming presence in us, Now let's go to to come upon. We're almost done to come upon. It says here, to arrive at or upon someone or something. There are two key words here, to rush and to rest upon. To rush forcefully. And then to rest, to come upon. Not to move but in a resting position to come on, to come over, to rush and to rest. When the Holy Spirit comes upon you, it's like a, a mighty rushing wind. And when it comes upon you, it will also rest upon you. Because when you rest upon you, it's not you who is going to do all the work. Because Jesus says, the work that I do, they're light and easy. My yoke is easy, dear light. You see, you see, God does not want us to do things. He does not want us to utilize because that's, that's the job of the Holy Spirit. It makes our life so much easier. It makes our work with God so much easier. You're asking yourself, God, how can I live a righteous life? How can I overcome my addiction? Oh, with the help of the Holy Spirit, you can. Paul said, do not, do not, do not leave by the works of the flesh, but leave by the Holy Spirit. These are the works of the Holy Spirit. He names them. You see, you have to be led by the Spirit. So you have to walk in the Spirit. So you have to be in the Spirit. These are all phrases meaning one thing. So constantly be in communion with the Holy Spirit. My sisters and brothers, these are powerful, powerful verses. And in Acts chapter 1 verse 8, it says, But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. When the Holy Spirit comes, power comes. Automatically, power comes. No matter what power comes, things will begin to happen. Healing will begin to take place. Deliverance will begin to take place. 
changes will begin to happen. That is why in this church, we constantly have to always acknowledge him. We constantly have, have to always welcome him because without him, you and I, we cannot do God's work. We cannot do church. And then there are two, uh, three areas when the Holy Spirit comes upon us and fills us. One of them is when he comes and fills, it happens in our head, in our hearts, in our hand. It takes over our head, meaning our mind. It takes over our heart, our will, our intent, our soul. It takes over our hand to execute, to do things, to work. It's not just, it starts from the head, all the way down from the head to our heart and then spreads in our hands. So it affects your mind. His power affects your mind. His power affects your, your heart, your soul. It does something in your soul with the word. And whatever you do with your hand, it prospers it. So we have the entire package. We have the entire package for you and I to be victorious. We're going to briefly going to look at the benefits of the power of the Holy Spirit. These are the six E's. One of them is equipped. Equipped us with spiritual gifts, training, skills, and spiritual weapons and resources. It equipped us to serve God, to wage war against the enemy. Number two, enlighten, educate, meaning that it teaches, reveals, and explains, illuminates the Bible to us. There's a scripture in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 13. It says, these things we, didn't, we, we also speak, not in words which man's wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Spirit teaches, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. So that's, what, so that's one of the benefits of the, of the power of the Holy Spirit. And then in John chapter 14, verse 26, 26 it says, but the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things. So he is there to educate. He is there to enlighten things. So that's one of the benefits of the, of the power of the Holy Spirit. And then in John chapter 14, verse 26, 26, it says, But the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things. So he is there Just to reduce, reduce the volume. Yeah, you can, you can mute it. So, and I think it's on Facebook. You can mute it. So, another thing, sorry, sidetrack. Um, number three, it empowers, enable, to make one able to do and to act. These are all the benefits when you and I have access to the power of the Holy Spirit. It empowers, enables us to speak the word. At times, you want to go witness. Becky wants to go witness. So, you need his power to empower you to speak the word. Mama wants to go witness. You need the power to speak the word to unbelievers. You cannot do it on your own. And when he speaks the word, guess what he will speak? He will speak according to the scripture. He will speak exactly what will change that person's life. Because he knows how to communicate. He knows how to talk to people. He knows how to reach to the soul of a, of a human heart. He empowers you and I to apply the word of God. 
to pray accordingly, to follow and obey the word of God. In Ezekiel chapter 36, 27, it says, I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statues. There's no way you can live a righteous life. You can live a holy life without the power of the Holy Spirit. These are all the awesome benefits of the power of the Holy Spirit. Why we need him. Why we need to have a communion, a communication with him on a time-by-time basis. Verse 4, uh, 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 another benefit, number 4, is encourages. This is wonderful. When you're down, when you're sad, when you, don't have, when you don't have courage, when all hope is lost, he is there to instill courage in you and I. He is there to instill confidence. In Romans chapter 15, verse 13, it says, Now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing that you may abound in hope by what? By the power of the Holy Spirit. You see how important he is in our lives? Jesus Christ said, he said, it's good that I go. He said, it's good that I go. Because if I stay, I won't be able to do as much as what the Holy Spirit is doing. He said, I have to go. And number five, it's executes, meaning that to perform and demonstrate. The Holy Spirit executes spiritual warfare on our behalf and others. To carry out the good work. What is the good work? Preaching, teaching, healing, casting, witnessing. These are all the good work that the Holy Spirit can help us to, to accomplish. Number six, enhances our character development. So the power of the Holy Spirit provides strength and stability. It builds our character and develops our competence. We need to be planted. We need to be nurtured. We need to be cultivated. We need to be built. There's no way we can do this on our own. That's why the Holy Spirit is there to work 24 hours. He is working. He is working 24 hours in our lives. In this church. He is working. And just briefly of other benefits, the power keeps you and I constantly connected with God. It, it makes us fruitful, meaning the ability to produce and reproduce. It, the power makes you and I do the impossibilities. It makes, it makes one wealthy. It creates abundance. It gives life. It delivers. The power makes us victorious and winners in life, makes us succeed. It provides stability and firmness, stability in your spiritual life. You're not shaken. You're not moved. So there are two areas we need the Holy Spirit, the power of the Holy Spirit constantly. One is in our personal life, and the other one is to fulfill God's purpose and plan for our lives. In our personal life, we need Him. Or else, you know, we cannot walk the walk of God. We need Him on a time-by-time -time and a day-by-day -day basis. How is that going to be happen? We need to be led by the Spirit. Paul constantly keep making that reference. Be led by the Spirit. We need to walk in the Spirit. We need to be in the Spirit. You're led by the Spirit, meaning that your directions, your decisions are being led by Him. And as a result, you can walk in Him. And as a result, you can live in Him. That's for your own personal life on a consistent basis. And when you do that, it provides strength, it supplies, it provides stability, soundness, satisfaction, support, and success in all essential areas of your life. When you connect with him in your personal life, when you commune with him, 
Romans chapter 8 verse 14 it says for as many as are led by the Spirit of God these are the sons of God when you're walking around you're proud to say God is my father because you're led by the Spirit another area where we need the, the, the power of the Holy Spirit to fulfill God's plan and purpose for our lives There's no way you and I, we can execute these things. There's a perfect example of somebody, Jesus. Jesus Christ is not only lived and worked and, 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 and led by the Spirit, but he also performed the works of God and the power of the Holy Spirit. We have that account. So he, his life was a perfect example of someone who walked by the Spirit, who was led by the Spirit, and who lived in the Spirit. That's his own personal life. That's how it was. And then now to accomplish the work of God. To accomplish the work of God. Look what Acts chapter 10 verse 38 says. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil. How did that happen? With the Holy Spirit and with power. In Luke chapter 4, verse 14, Jesus uh, ret uh, uh, returned in the power of the Spirit of, uh, of the Spirit to Galilee, and news of him went abroad. So Jesus did all these mighty things in word and deed by the power of the Spirit of God. All the casting, all the healing, all the teaching, all the preaching, Jesus Christ did all those things by the power of of the Spirit of God. For you now as believers, if we are going to heal, if we are going to cast, if we are going to deliver, we can do it by the power of the Holy Spirit. You might say to yourself, Noah, but Brother Ibrahim, I have to fast. Yes, you have to fast. You know, I, have to be, I have to be in the faith for like, for like very long before I can, I can execute these things. No, you don't. Only if you can believe. Only if you can activate. Only if you can activate. We're almost about to finish. Only if you can activate. Only if you can activate. In Romans chapter 15 verse 19 it says, In mighty signs and wonders, by the power of the Spirit of God. In mighty signs and wonder, by the power of the Spirit of God. So my sisters and brothers, another for you and I to witness, to do good works to heal all manner of sickness, to cast out demonic spirit, to perform miracles, signs, and wonders. You need the power of the Holy Spirit. In conclusion, there is no way you can go wrong or become a failure in life when the presence and the power of God is in you. Just as money is possession, wisdom is possession, and power is also possession. You and I, we have that possession in us. With the Holy Spirit, when it comes, it comes with wisdom. And Christ is the wisdom of God. The Holy Spirit, when it comes, it comes with power. And power and the power of Christ. The Bible clearly emphasized that you and I, we obtain love from the Father. We obtain grace from the Son. And communion and power from the Spirit. There's a quote that says, when the power of God, with the power of God within us, we never need to fear the powers around us. God's mighty power comes when God's people learn to work with God. If you're strangers to prayer, you're strangers to power.